Welcome back to In the Clubhouse with the Nats Reports. We have, uh, my name is Jeremy Lapidus, uh, your host of this uh, In the Clubhouse show, joined as always by my friend and host, Hayden Raymer. Now beardless. Beardless. Uh, pretty cool. Uh, <laughs> uh, we have a lot to talk about. Uh, obviously, this is a show where we recap the Nats last series, and then we uh, do a little preview of the upcoming series uh, that the that the Nats will be playing. Uh, on the show, we're going to go over the game uh, sweep the Nats just endured at the hands of the Reds, and then we're going to preview another tough matchup against the Rangers. Uh... Just a reminder before we get into it, we have a draft show on Sunday. We will be live during the draft, the MLB draft, so come check it out, say hi. Uh, I believe Rich will be here, yeah? Mm -hmm. Yeah, he, uh, he should be here for that. Awesome. Uh, I don't know. I have to verify that it's, he's going to be there and figure out what other guests we might have. Uh, but... Uh, to my knowledge, yes, we're gonna. It's gonna be more than just you and me, so that'll be that'll be <laughs> different and fun. So let's just hop into it then. Yeah. The Nationals, as I said in the intro, just finished up. Uh, just finished up a four-game set against the Reds, in which they got, got swept. The first game was three to two. It was a three to two loss. Uh. Trevor Williams, uh, not Trevor Williams, excuse me, uh, Cole Irvin, sorry. Cole Irvin pitched an incredible game. Uh, Cole it, Irvin? Jake Irvin, oh my god. When Cole Irvin's Orioles started there, pal. I'm sorry. It's okay, it's okay. <laughs> uh, Jake Irvin, uh, he pitched a very, he pitched a very good game. It might, um, we mentioned it in the last episode. The Reds' offense is something to be scared of, uh, and we saw that in games two and three when they put up eight and nine runs, respectively, on the Nats. Uh, but Jake Irvin managed to shut them down in game one. Uh, you know, other than a Joey Votto home run, uh, which he's just gonna hit every once in a while. Um, <laughs> The, they, they pitched good uh, this game, and obviously you like to see a little bit more offense than two runs, but it's, uh, it's, it's a nice sign to have uh, Irvin pitch this well against, against a good offense. He probably put up the best, he definitely put up the best start of all the Nationals in this series. Uh, what? Nothing. I, just, I have a joke, but I'll, I'll save it. Uh, for after. <laughs> uh, next game, I mentioned uh, the rest of them weren't as pretty. Uh, game two, the Nats lost 8-4. to four. Wasn't really even that close. Uh, you know, Patrick Corbin got lit up uh, early and often in this game. He only, he only had the... Uh, Six earned runs, you know, coming off his best start of the season, you can't expect him to, uh, his best start in years, uh, it's, 
he came back down to earth. Uh, it's hard to have that expectation uh, that Corbin's going to be excellent every single night because uh, clearly he can't be uh, anymore. But you know, it was just a, it was a, it was a reminder of what uh, Patrick Corbin had become. Uh, I'll I'll get to the to the big takeaway in a second uh, once I finish each game. Uh, I had some, but I game three. Nine to two. <laughs> this game was just was just not was just not it. You know they the offense couldn't get anything going. They had a quick lead there, uh, but they only were able to uh, to get one brawn off of uh, Graham Ashcraft. There were plenty of situations in these games. It was game two. That's right. The Nats had the bases loaded with nobody out in game two in the fifth inning. Feels like they had that and, in every game, though. Yeah, I, I just, I didn't remember if it was two or three. It was game two, so I'm sorry I skipped over that. But they stranded all three runners on. Uh, that can't happen. I know the Nats are in a good team, but that can't happen. Uh, you have to at least score one of them. And I know they, they had scored people earlier in the inning, but Bases loaded. You had the top of the lineup up too. There was, there wasn't really an excuse to, to not push anyone else across in that inning. Uh, it was a little disappointing. It was a lot disappointing. Uh, a little bit of the uh, <clears throat> controversy too. Uh, Nats had the ump's check. Ellie De La Cruz's bat. Uh, you know they found. Nats thought someone was up with his bat. They had it checked. And then he turns around and hits a home run. Uh, so it got a little chirpy after that. Uh, but that was... <laughs> that was a big highlight of this game. The Nats, it just wasn't very close. The uh, Josiah Gray got a little bit unlucky in the, with, the, with, the, with the errors in the fields, but... Still gave up three runs, five runs while he was pitching. It wasn't an awful start, but it wasn't it wasn't the greatest, you know. A uh, couple home runs, he gave up. It just not a pretty game. And the last game of the series, game four, the Nats lost in extras five to four. This was probably their most complete game of the series. Uh, they, for the first time all series, were able to slow down the Reds' running game. Uh, you know, in this series, the Reds stole 12 bases, which number of bases to be stolen in a single series. But the Reds only stole one base in that, in, in that game. Uh, the bullpen came in. They pitched very well. There was rain delay. Uh, that forced Mackenzie Gore out after an inning and a third. Uh, and the Nats just, they they played, it was the most complete game. They had the best offense. They had their, their maybe not their best pitching, but it was pretty good pitching from a lot of people. Uh, you know, when your starter is out after one and a third, it takes a huge effort out of that bullpen to 
keep it competitive. A couple unlucky bounces here. Uh, uh, doubles just barely fair inside the third baseline. Uh, and Nick Senzel making a couple incredible plays back-to-back, -back, uh, saving the game in the bottom of the ninth uh, with a great catch-up against the wall, and then immediately turning around and hitting the uh, game-winning, what turned out to be the game-winning home run in the top of the inning after that. Uh, it was a good game. Uh, that's the type of game that the Nats probably should have won, but the Reds just ca caught all the breaks there. Uh, so there's not much you can do. Uh, big takeaway from this series for me is the Nats can't can't throw people out. And it's an issue. Speed really kills. We saw it against the Diamondbacks, but it was really a glaring weakness here against the Reds. The I mentioned the 12 stolen base numbers here, uh, but I saw it's just it's it's not just this series, it's everywhere. The uh, teams love to steal against the Nats because their catchers don't have the greatest arm strength in the world. You know, they're, they can make these throws, but I think Kybert has the fifth slowest throw speed in the, ML, in the MLB of qualifying catchers. Uh, and Riley Adams, he doesn't qualify, so I didn't, I didn't see him on the list. But uh, it's, it's a problem, and it happens all the time. I, I, I don't think I've seen people run as much against any other team. Uh, I, don't have, I haven't looked at the data. But just, it feels like every other, every other batter, they're, when there's someone on base, no matter the team, someone's running on the Nats. Uh, and that's a big issue. And I don't really know how you solve that. You know, you're not going to yell at your pitchers to hurry up because that's going to lead to a lot more problems. And when you have uh, guys like Kybert and Adams behind the dish, it's just going to be tougher to throw runners out. Yeah, uh, I mean, when you're looking at, like, the numbers, uh, Kyber Ruiz has the most stolen base attempts uh, of, I believe, second base uh, against him in all of baseball. Uh, Yusmani Grandal is the only person that's close to him. Uh, Kyber has 52. Yusmani has 51. And then the next highest is uh, 41. Uh, when you look at pop time, those two also rank kind of lowest in the league uh, in that. And then, you know, uh, Ruiz is also, you know, bottom four in arm strength, uh, according to, you know, StatCast. Uh, StatCast also has that little catchers or caught stealing above average. Uh, Ruiz is quite literally the worst. Uh, he has negative 10 uh, caught stealing above average. So, you know, 10 more bat bases have been stolen against the average compared to the average catcher. The next slowest is Yasmani Grandal. Got to slow it down at six. And then you see a bunch of people with three. So, you know, he's not just, you know, below average. He's very below average. You know, he's that one percentile that, you know, you just don't really want. Uh, Riley Adams isn't. He's average, actually, at this, uh, at preventing stolen bases. I do think part of it does also lie on pitchers uh, when you talk about, like, Stolen bases 
uh, how quick the pitchers are to the plate does kind of impact that. And the Nationals haven't necessarily been the best at that in the past. You uh, know, the Nats, Nats pitchers have been pretty slow to the plate this season. Yeah, they're just slow to the plate in general. It's been an issue for a while. Uh, one thing that Ruiz, though, is really good at is those little uh, back picks and, like, picking people off. Uh, he actually saved – I mean, it didn't really end up mattering uh, in game three, but Ellie De La Cruz came up, bases loaded, uh, with two outs. Ruiz picks off India at first, and then – of course, and that's when the whole drama ensued where he hits that home run. It could have been a lot worse, even though a 92 loss at that point, you don't really care. But it kept them in the game for that moment. Uh, but no, I mean, this was just a really ugly series by the Nationals, I think. I mean, you were there at the games, uh, so you probably had a better feel for it uh, than me watching at home on TV. It just was a really ugly series. They just didn't play good baseball in really any of those games. Uh, and then, you know, quick make my joke, uh, I would argue that Mackenzie Gore had the best start, you know, because he didn't allow any runs, uh, but. You're right. <laughs> um, one thing that I forgot to mention in that recap, and maybe, and I was a question I had that I hadn't seen, uh, in the media, game one, uh, Dickerson gets a hit, uh, bottom ninth, they send out Stone Garrett to pinch yeah. run, yeah. and he gets caught stealing. Yeah. Uh, now, from where I was sitting, it looked like he was safe, and the Nats didn't challenge. Yeah, no, I, on the replay, like, I didn't, like, they didn't really show, a, like, a, you know, when you, they challenge a play, and they show that really slowed down replay, they didn't do that, and so from the replay I watched, was, too, it looks like he was safe. Right, I'm, I sit in left field, that's, uh -huh. that's where I like to get my tickets. So I didn't have the greatest view of second base, you know, the angle that you need. But it looked like he beat the tag and the throw and stuff. And I got to that game late because there was a rain delay. So I thought maybe, uh, you know, the Nats had already used their challenge. And I didn't see anything in the media about it. And I don't know if you had saw something, but it doesn't make sense to go home in that situation after you get caught like that, even if you know he's out, it doesn't make sense not to challenge it to me if you have that challenge in your pocket. Yeah, I don't remember any sort of challenges uh, in there, so yeah, that was that's weird. I don't know why they didn't challenge that. That, and it's like you have it. Might as well use it. Uh, gives you a chance to kind of ice the closer in a sense, you know, like make him wait around a little bit uh, where even if he does, you know, he was caught stealing closer isn't warm and all amped up all that sort of stuff so yeah i don't know that's just i don't know that was that was another thing that bothered me in that and yeah. you know that wasn't the reason they lost that game there were plenty of other reasons but you get a guy at second with one out you know and then you still have couple batters to work with instead of nobody on in two outs just hate that you go home with a challenge in your pocket yeah, I agree. Right, I wasn't sure if I missed something. That's that's the bigger reason I was bringing uh, it I up. Think, I think they just want to go home, Jeremy, I'm going to be honest. <laughs> uh, all right, sorry I interrupted you. What oh, were you no, saying? No, you're all good. I mean, like you said, it was just – or like I said earlier, it was just kind of an ugly series. Uh, one of the starts that really stuck out to me 
uh, just because, you know, he's a little bit younger. Uh, Josiah Gray, like, really was just struggling to find the zone in that game. Uh, I mean, he walked for every count felt like it was a 3-2 count. It was just, he threw a lot of pitches for not a lot of innings. It was very unproductive pitches, too. Uh, so I really hope, you know, this all-star break gives him a chance to reset, uh, even though I do believe, no, he just he's, avoids, he's just avoids having to pitch again. Uh, but, you know, hopefully he gets to relax, you know, and uh, come back fresh uh, after this all-star break. But yes, he is, um, he is an all-star. Yeah. Uh, so, I don't know if you had a major takeaway from this series. Uh, obviously, the stolen base numbers are awful, but the bullpen continue to, continues to pitch really well. Uh, we saw it in game four. Uh, it was tough. It was this is a tough situation for them to be put in. Um, you know, you're not putting out your greatest guys. You let uh, La Sorsa take it. You know, just hung him out to dry at the end of that third game. Uh, same thing with Corey Abbott in the second game. He just they just let him take the runs. Uh, but I I was really happy with the way the bullpen pitched in this series. Yeah, I mean it's. It's still not a strength of this team, but it's better than what it was, you know, a month ago. Yeah. Yeah. So hopefully they take this uh, and learn from it. It's a tough series coming up against the Rangers, Hayden. Uh, yeah. One of the better teams in the league right now. Uh, you want to talk about that series a little bit? Well, I mean, I was going to quick ask if you want to talk about the Ellie stuff with uh... – Davies post game presser, but I mean, if you don't want to, that's completely okay. No, go for it. No, well, go for yeah, it. no, I mean, it was just you know after you know like you said earlier in your little recap, uh, Davy uh, was like, hey, what's that little white knob on the end of your bat? It was a blast motion sensor, I believe it was a blast one. It might have been, uh, I forget what the other brand is, the other big brand, but it was just you know tracking swing data essentially. Uh, and he was allowed to use it. It was legal, though he kept it off for like the rest of that at bat. It's just I don't. And then he, you know, he kind of uh, showboated a little bit, I guess, for lack of better words. Uh, really admired that home run. I I'm just curious to hear what your thoughts were on you know Davy kind of being like, oh, you know, his whole you've only been in the league for two weeks, uh, and didn't appreciate the antics. I don't know how what you felt. I hate the side against Davey here, but, you know, if you go check a player when he's clean and then he does something like that, I'd do the same thing if I was in Ellie's shoes. Yeah. I'd be – I'd pimp that home run, absolutely. Yeah, you, you uh, literally set yourself up for it. Uh, yeah. Like, that's that's just it. When, when you're in a competitive situation and someone says – uh, you can't do that, and then you immediately destroy them. You're gonna you're gonna rub it in their face, you know. Uh, I, I mean, we we defend Max Scherzer for doing things like this, you know. Obviously, he's in the league a lot longer, but you know, uh, when they first started do checking the sticky stuff, you know, the the Phillies manager, I think it was the Phillies, right? They went they went out and they had him go get checked in the middle of an inning. 
and then he immediately like struck out the side and he got all fired up and stuff and all the Nats fans loved it because he was on the team and Davey had no problem with it and he was all defending his guys but I mean it's just it's just a normal competitive reaction I I don't understand why Davey got mad that he celebrated yeah no I mean that and it's just I mean again it's not the most comparable uh but when we look at what's happened in the past like two months uh Davey's gotten up to a lot of antics. Uh, I feel like he's in the news every other week for doing something absurd, uh, from printing out a picture and bringing it to the press conference, or you know, going and laying down uh, behind home plate. You know, he he's had his moments this year, uh, and it's and it's baseball. Like, let's have fun. I know, you know, going back to 2019, uh, you know. Better times. Uh, when, you know, Juan Soto, you know, carried his bat after Alex Bregman did uh, on that home run in the World Series. You know, it's Soto was still relatively new to the league. He was a year and a half worth of, you know, experience. And I don't I don't think you could, you know, I, I, I'm sure there was, I know there was fuss about that. Uh, but it, uh, it just reminds me of that. If that makes sense. And that's kind of where I go back to. And I'm like, well, I mean, we didn't really have a problem with that necessarily in general. So I don't know why we'd have a problem with this. Yeah. It's also, you know, I'm sure he just wants to stand up for his guys or whatever, you know. But it's much easier to defend it when they're on your side. It's yeah. much easier to get offended when they're not on your side. Yeah. Yeah, no, it just felt very unwritten rulesy, and I just don't. I mean, like I the I understand part of baseball right now where it's thought we we're past this. Yeah, I mean, I understand where both sides are coming from, but I disagree with Davey. Like, it's just there's just no need to get angry over that. Yeah. All right, want to move into the Rangers now? Absolutely, let's move right into the Rangers, Hayden. So, tonight. In D.C., we have Cody Bradford taking on Trevor Williams. Cody Bradford, uh, I'm looking, pulling up his page. You know, he's thrown six games, four starts so far this year. He's been decent. Uh, Andrew Heaney is coming back from the fraternity list tomorrow in the faceoff against Jake Irvin. Uh, and then on Sunday, former national Dane Dunning uh, will be taking on Patrick Corbin. Uh and what should be an exciting pitching matchup. Uh, Dane Dunning, part of that Adam Eaton trade. Right? I don't remember. I, believe I barely he was remember. In, I believe he was in the Adam Eaton trade. Uh, and then he got sent back. He's actually having a really a really nice year. Having a career year, really. Uh, he's 8-1 so far. You know, he's having a good year. Happy for the guy. Yeah. Yeah. And who isn't having a career year on the Rangers? They've, uh... <laughs> yeah, no, they've been really good. I mean, when you go down that lineup, Marcus Simeon's insane. Corey Seager is great. Nathaniel Lowe, you know, a top five first baseman in baseball right now. Rodolis Garcia is an all-star. An all-star starter this year for the AL. Uh, Josh Young is having 
a really good rookie year. Jonah Heim has just sneakily become one of the better catchers in baseball. Elodi Tavares has been solid. Uh, and they just have a lot of really solid pieces. That rotation, you know, we thought DeGrom was going to be a big part of that. He's barely thrown for them, and they've been, you know, one of the better rotations in baseball. They rank third in ERA. And, I mean, the big holes, which they kind of patched up with the trade, is that bullpen. Will Smith, uh, you know, who we're all very familiar with uh, from his time with the Braves. Araldis Chapman just got traded over there uh, in Kansas City, you know, just a couple weeks ago. And Josh Spore is, is the other big arm there. Uh, throws really hard. Yeah. Um, they're also number one in the league in run differential. Uh, I mean, you just went through that lineup. They're all that, – that whole team has just clicked this year. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, that is without Jacob deGrom, like you said. Uh, obviously, he's out for the season. Um it's just very impressive the turnaround that they've had. Uh, yeah, every, everything just clicked. Is I'm very impressed by the by the Rangers this year. Yeah, no, they've been really good. Uh, you know, they just <laughs> hit the ball really hard. They get on base. They score a lot of runs, and the pitching kind of sorts itself out. This is another team that has some speed. Um, you know, it's not as fast as the Reds. It's hard to be a team that's faster than the Reds. But they've got plenty of people that can steal bags up and down their lineup. Uh, so we'll see if the Nats can deal with that a little better in this series. Yeah. No, I mean, I is there a key... I mean, what's your big thing for the series? Because, I mean, for me, I'm the first thing I'm looking at is how do we bridge today like trevor williams needs to go six uh if not more innings uh because i mean use the whole ball but two people threw yesterday uh and you know i don't really want to throw joe lasorsa after he threw 51 pitches uh on wednesday night uh amos willingham has thrown trying to do the math in my head real quick he's thrown 70 pitches over the past six days uh i i don't know if you really want to go to him and then everybody else threw yesterday uh yeah. like Corey abbott in the past you know outside of today you know he threw 46 pitches on tuesday then he threw 16 yesterday jordan weems just threw on back-to-back days he you can't go to him uh I mean, Mason Thompson, Finnegan, and Harvey, you know, have only thrown yesterday, and then the last time they threw was Sunday. You could go to them, but I they threw a lot yesterday. I don't know if you go to them for an extended amount of pitches. You know, they're like, okay, cool, you throw an inning, you throw 15 pitches, you're done. Uh, it's just this is going to be a really rough series. I wouldn't be surprised if we saw uh, – you know, somebody like Vargas on the bump tonight, uh, where you, you just might need a guy to just go out there and just. Who's the uh, Who's the emergency position player that's gonna come in and pitch for the Nets? Yeah, Vargas. They need one. Vargas. Vargas is 100 percent our our pitcher man. That's that's my ace right there. Uh, <laughs> I think he's the guy you have to go to. Uh, I mean, it's just like I said, this 
the bullpen management is going to be a really tough one for this game. Uh, tomorrow, it you know depending on how it goes today, might become less of an issue. You know, uh, but man, this team needs a break. A uh, good thing the All Star break <laughs> is right here because that bullpen game and that that and just you know Wednesday you had a bunch of people throwing a bunch of pitches. Tuesday, thankfully. Ferrer and Abbott ate most of it, so you know you're you're kind of getting away from it on Sunday, where you know you can kind of use a lot of these guys a lot, but it's it's sketchy. Yeah, I mean, I can see a situation where the Nats say, "I know you guys like today is going to be a big day, but Saturday, if they need them, and since the All Star break is right around the corner, where they just say, hey." I know you're tired. I know you guys have pitched a lot, but two days until you get a week off, you know. Um, yeah, I just I then, I don't want to see anybody get injured heading into the All Star. I understand. Uh, I understand. I think you're better off just. I mean, it's a regular season baseball game, uh, for a team that isn't doesn't have playoff aspirations. Let's just be honest with ourselves. <laughs> Throw the position player. It, it's. The games, it doesn't matter, like, at the end of the day. Uh, I'd be interested to see if they call up somebody like Espino just to come up and just eat innings. Uh, I think there's rumors that uh, Juan Adon is, you know, not formally called up. Uh, but there's rumors that he's with the team, I think. Let me double-check that. Because really? uh, I think I did see a report, but maybe... I just, you know, so much baseball that I'm dreaming stuff. That's a very much a possibility. Uh, let me look. Let's pull up our good old friends here. Uh, uh, let's go to our good friends at Talk Nats. Maybe they have a report out there. I hadn't seen anything about, about Wanna Don. Uh been a while since we've seen him up uh obviously yeah, he's I mean, been maybe maybe i am dreaming uh we'll check one last person i can't uh, imagine they call source. him up before they call uh spino back up because i mean we've seen both of them in the last year pitch and espino was was much better than Adone was. Adone's also, you know, could, you know, you could argue that he factors into the future of the team a little bit more. Uh, you know, he's only 24. Uh, oh, yeah, he does. But, I mean, you saw how he was last, when he was in the starting rotation. It just... Well, I'm not advocating for him to rejoin the starting <laughs> rotation. Uh, I do think, you know, he's probably a little bit better than what he was uh, that year. Uh, oh, I'm sure. I think, I think, you know, when you look at him, he's he's a reliever. Uh, with his pitch mix, like, you know, it's kind of just a fastball slider guy. Like, his changeup's there, but it's, I, from everything I remember, doesn't really rate all that well. Uh, yeah, the slider rates pretty well. Changeup doesn't rate very well. Curveball doesn't rate well at all. Uh, you know, he's kind of a slider fastball guy. Uh, you know, that plays in the pen. You know, uh, I'd rather see him there than 
in the rotation personally. I wouldn't I mean, mind seeing him up in the pen this year. Well, we'll see. Uh, it is going to be tough to manage the bullpen. Um, but I want to see. I want to see the Nats score some runs. <laughs> we we talked about uh, them in the last one putting up a bunch of runs and then they just then just stop scoring. I see them capitalize with uh, with runners in scoring position. You mentioned how many times they had the bases loaded and they couldn't capitalize. Uh, I want I want them to be able to hit with runners in scoring position, and I'm not sure how many times it's going to happen because the offense isn't the greatest. But yeah, you know I I want to I want to see them come through on these situations, even if they are rare. Yeah, I uh, mean I'm going to be honest, Jeremy. I I feel like this has been an issue with the Nets for a while. I feel like even in 2019 when they won it all. It was always, you know, bases loaded, no outs. It's like, okay, yeah, we're not scoring anything here. Like, I felt like that was always, I don't know, maybe I just remember the bad times and don't remember the good times. Uh, you know, I'm a little tricking myself here, but it just feels like they've never really been good uh, in recent memory with runners in scoring position. Uh, I mean, yeah, I agree. I'd like to see some of these young bats, you know, hit. Uh, Luis Garcia had a really quiet series. CJ Abrams had two doubles in a game and then stole two bases in a different game. So, you know, he was, is finding ways to impact and make an impact offensively. But, you know, Kybert still has been unlucky slash struggling. Lane Thomas, it's been a minute since he hit a home run. Maybe, maybe hit one. Uh, soon, please. Uh... And then Heimer just keeps slugging, man. Yeah. That man just keeps chugging. <laughs> I don't know if you have any other thoughts about this. Uh, oh, um, it's gonna be it's gonna be a rough series, but uh, we'll get through it. We'll get to the break, the All Star break, and then the Nats won't lose another game. Uh, ever again. Ever again. Apparently, that's. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah. Well. Thank you, everybody, so much for tuning in to this episode of the Nats Report. Uh, excuse me, of this episode of In the Clubhouse with the Nats Report. Oh, yeah. uh, remember that we have the draft show on Sunday. Uh, we're all very excited for it. It'll be right here on the same place that you're watching this, the the Twitch the Twitch channel. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Check it out. We're gonna be here a long time. Uh, it's gonna be a lot of fun. Uh, I love doing draft shows because uh, you just get to talk about baseball forever, yeah. and it's great. Uh, anyway, uh, check it out. This has been In the Clubhouse with the Nats Report. Thank you so much for tuning in, and we will see you in a bit. Yeah, after – I mean, we'll probably do something over the All-Star break where we kind of just talk about, like, do a little series recap, talk about the minors and majors trade deadline preview maybe but uh yeah see you all uh on sunday hopefully i'm hayden that's jeremy i'm jeremy that's me bye bye